Count me in. Come on. Do you want me to do it to a beat? Project to you. The podcast. Nathan Jake. Throw the dust of me into the eyes of my enemies. Grace Guard. Okay, Google. Nick Kelly. Project to you. The podcast. Let's rip into it. Stacks of new music to get through. We got the Eurovision entrance to all look after. We got new Selena on the way. We got bloody everyone. How are we, guys? Great. I'm so excited to talk about Eurovision because we didn't do it this year. I I know. know. And I feel like I completely missed all of it, to be honest. I can't believe we didn't do a Eurovision podcast this year. I'm really sad about it. I think it's okay. I'm more than fine with it. Because this year was insanely good, actually. Well, I thought it was either insanely good or insanely bad, but we'll get to that later. We got stacks coming up. We need to check in what's up with what, because there's been drama this week involving a what song. (laughs) Um, So we'll do that. Uh, New music from uh, Jess Glynn, Years and Years, Sean Mendes, Hopium, Yayan, Maximilian, Kiara, Laurel, Lost Kings. I'm bored now. You guys decide the first song of the podcast at projectu.tv with a Twitter poll and and who do we put up against each other? Troy Safan's new single Bloom and uh, our new favourite artist Sam Bluer and his debut single Shift. We thought we'd pit twinks against each other this week. (laughs) This is how I found out we were podcasting today. It was good. (laughs) I was like, oh shit. As, a fantastic as the New York Times has stated, and it wasn't the New York Times, some random website. No, it was. It was the New York Times. Was it really? Yep. It is the age of oh, the, the twink. Oh, the age of the twink. What? I love what? it. Of course, they were told off for, for being problematic and blah, blah, blah. I'm so bored this week. I love one. straight twinks. <laughs> Take know. a trip and Troy I've got so much to Only just. Not bad against a new artist. Just to know this is Bloom. Now, lyrics. <laughs> I can't believe we I haven't... Not- Sorry, you go. No, you go, mate. No, no it's all good, you go. All right, no worries. Okay, Um, I was just going to say, I can't believe we haven't podcasted since this song came out. Yeah, it oh, no. came out hours after we put the last podcast up. I've forgotten all of my takes on this song by now. I remember, I, I find new bits of the lyrics that shock me each time I listen shock. to it. Like, um, tell me right before it goes down is when I just noticed. I sound like such a prude. You do. I haven't even uttered one Jesus Christ yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, because I've had a lot of time to Jesus Christ it in my own song. <laughs> such a good song. I just I do like it. I love that bit so much. Like, I couldn't even talk over it. Like, yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. Um, you know, big, big dream for me is having a, a Troy song produced by Oscar Holter, one of the Swedish greats. <laughs> big fans of the podcast will remember when I was obsessed with uh, Eric Rapp. Oscar oh, Holter oh, produced his song Wild, which I loved back in the day. And you finally got to tick that one off the bucket list. <laughs> what else <laughs> and, have you got there, Nathan? I mean, what's on your life bucket list? <laughs> I really wanted to be in an infomercial. That's on my bucket list. Oh, I like that. That's good. Come on, you got to think of one there, Nathan. Nathan, Jake, what's I'm on your bucket list? I'm too tired for this. Absolute smash. We're very excited for more Troy stuff. The album is also called Bloom. We found that out not Did long we? ago. What? 
if we would look back at everything that I've been saying and preaching and saying. And then stupid Machine Gun Kelly oh, just had yeah. a whine about it today. What's amazing is that I'm fully aware that Machine Gun Kelly exists. Um, and I had no idea he had released an album, let alone it being called Bloom. I think that was the one with Camilla Cabello on it and everything. And, oh. and he had that weird song with, was it Hayley Steinfeld? Oh, who knows like, or we cares? we were aware of this, but where, ha, did he put it out secretly? Officially like, banned from the podcast. Anyway, I haven't Kelly. talked enough about how good Bloom is. Yeah, get on with it. I was a little bit, uh, it had to grow on me because I thought the production was a little bit weird, but now I love it. I've just noticed Nathan's wearing the most Nathan shirt of all time. He's wearing a bloody shirt of an etching of Nick Robinson with a Rainbow Love Simon oh my God. Uh, sticker on his eye. It's entirely possible I'm wearing the same jacket as in this image. <laughs> <laughs> so meta! The, the denim with the, the fluffy inside. <laughs> There we go. Joseph Arm Bloom kicks off the podcast. We'll play Sam Blue's Shift at the very end of it. Chart watch. Let's check in on the charts. We have a brand new number one. Grace Guard, any guesses without looking at the run sheet? Oh, I looked at it earlier. It's a cheat. Um, no, it's uh, Childish Gambino or Youngblood, Five Sauce. They've been swapping spots at number one, but at the moment, at time of recording, Five Seconds of Summer's incredible single, Youngblood, is number one. This doesn't happen. Usually these songs that we're like, wow, this is a 10 out of 10 pop song, they just don't do anything on the charts. And this no, is this number is huge. one. I think it's especially impressive coming from what I suppose is still in some people's minds a, and I use in giant quotation marks, boy band. And oh yeah, don't say that, they'll get mad at you. I I am honestly I'm with them. They're a band. <laughs> There's a difference between a boy band and a band, and yeah, it no. involves things like drums and guitars. Fully agree with that. Uh, number one at streaming right now is also one that wasn't number one at streaming last time. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Childish Gambino. This is America. Very important message behind it, which also comes across as a bit of a old man yells at cloud kind of message of you're all looking at the wrong things. Yeah, but they're genuine things to be angry at. Yes, I fully know that. (laughs) I just think it's it's like cool and wild that he's doing something like this. Two weeks out of being one of the stars of a Star Wars movie. I know, mm. which is is the is classic Donald Glover behaviour. Look, he's he's great. Um, it just feels to me, and and I totally agree with everything he says in the song and what he's trying to get across with it. But it just feels like a thing that's been said a fair bit already. I have no opinion on it, and I don't feel like I need to. It's not for me, and I don't need to say anything. about Wow, it. that's true wokeness. Post your post woke, where you don't actually have a have a take on anything. That's that's my uh, Twitter agenda. Is I just don't have to talk about it. Like, yeah, we all know terrorism's bad. I don't need to tweet about it. Can't we get Nevy? I know it's the exact opposite message of what he's trying to say, but the video of uh, where Carly Rae Jepsen "Call Me Maybe" syncs up with it perfectly. Very yeah, cool. no, I do like that. That's very good. Um, yeah, that's anyway. post post work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that the brain meme. Ugh, no, I, I hate know. that meme. Galaxy brain <laughs> rising. Queen. Straight off Eurovision, number six in Sweden. Isn't that good? good. Also, number four currently at, uh, on iTunes in Australia and climbing at streaming. Um, it's a brilliant song. It's so Just cool. Malboy, so by the way. Just Malboy's We Got Love for those out of Australian listeners. Should we talk about her performance now or later? Now or later. 
Good time. Um, also rising right now. Came out on Friday ahead of the brand new season of 13 Reasons Why. I'd go back to you. Hated it when it first dropped. Love it now. Back to you from Selena Gomez. Such a weird d- direction. Also strange that this is a what song. Sounds oh. like it. It sounds a bit um, the late Avicii. Oh. Like kind of country-ish. Yeah, I get you. But it just blew my mind when you said the late Avicii. I know. Awful. Um, yeah, okay, cool. I don't know. Good on you, Selena. I'm more, much more excited for the show than I am about the show. Shot watch. We, hang on. You were a fan of the show, right? Don't get me started. Oh, I love the show. Uh, also, the soundtrack is so good. It's got the colouring song, Time, that we played last episode, and some other bops. It's got Sanctify by Years and Years. Two songs by Youngblood. Two Youngblood songs on the soundtrack. One with an amazing girl named Charlotte Lawrence, who put her uh, first song in a while out that was co-written by Louis Shaw. So, you know, just worlds going together. We love Louis Shaw. We love Louis Shaw. Um, we're about to love this new Youngblood stuff as well. All righty, uh, let's get into a really huge song. If that's the way it's gonna be, leave your shiny New Peking Duck. Co-written and vocaled by Sarah Aaron. Like, she can't write a bad song, this this Mm. bloody Sarah. This is why they can't find vocalists (laughs) to match up to her demos. This is the exact thing that happened with Sia as well. Yeah. Yeah, literally, because they're just like, no one can match this, so we just have to use it, and they manage to convince her somehow. But no one can sing like that. The way she starts that song. So good. It's number 14 at the moment, and it was a double release. They put out two songs at once. Oh, very Shape of You and Castle on the Hill, and also In My Blood and Lost in Japan. (laughs) I mean, I've never heard true words. Let's just listen to that chorus one more time. The... Ridiculous. Good on you, Sarah. So Good on you, Peking Duck. And the duck, great guys, great guys, great lads, good fellas. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. Beautiful artwork. <laughs> Alright, New Years and Years. If you're over me, this time it's bang on, I think. Yeah. Nearly. Um, Steve Mack. Uh, Is it Steve Mack? A bleep bloop song a la Shape of You. I still love them. I've never heard it described as a bleep bloop song. Oh, I love this pre-chorus so much. Oh, it's great. If this was if this was lead single, I'd be so much more invested in the era. I just think there's something in the production of the chorus that falls a little bit flat for me. Yeah. Like the bass underneath, it's like, I think ruins the momentum of the chorus. Uh, but apart from that, I really, 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 really like this. So, and the video is so good. Have you watched it yet? No. Shouts to our mate James, who bloody bought Apple Music to watch it 24 hours ahead of release. I was like, honey. 
Ollie, love you. Not doing that. <laughs> Honey. I'll wait. Um, it, it was worth the wait. He, he looks so good. There's another hot guy in it. It's great. Did you see that he was um, mentioned in the age of the twink? They were like noted twins like <laughs> Ollie Alexander and Troy Sivan. <laughs> Every young male was mentioned in that bizarre so article. Ridiculous. I can't believe they even dared describe Zac Efron as a twink. I know. What? He's not, no, I think he got described as a twunk. I read him. Yeah. But like, twunk. He's a twunk. No, he's still further than Twonk. Yeah. Like, Sean Mendes is a Twonk. Sean yeah. Mendes is just hot. <laughs> Wait, no, he's an... Uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> We're getting into subcultures now. It's all very confusing. Yeah, we shouldn't be, guys. Pretty toxic. Um, <laughs> looking into the... I really love looking at the credits for If You're Over Me because it's so clean. It's just written by Ollie Alexander and Steve Mack. Drums, Steve Mack. Keyboards, Steve Mack. Programming, Steve Mack. Percussion, Steve Mack. Beautiful. Oh. Beautiful. Wonderful. Uh, Mikey did play bass on it. Good on him. <laughs> Just getting his hand in there a little bit. <laughs> I love that. I love when band members are, are involved. They, they never are. Call the session musician in. Do you know, do you know a bass player? No. <laughs> oh, it's just right. wild that, that they like still it. need a bass player. Like, you've got a computer and every other piece of software that's ever been created in front of you. I don't love this song. I think I need to listen what? to it more. I'm so sorry. Maybe it's I also that I'm listening to it through a phone line. Oh, I don't yeah, give away true. the secrets of the podcast, man. I mean, so, in the sorry, I'm here in the studio with you listening to it. Um, I love it. <laughs> Jess Glynn has made her return in a, a solo environment. <laughs> This is fine. I think this song is really, really good. Yeah. I can't stop listening to it. Although I do feel like I'm being like um, undercover hill songed a little bit (laughs) with the lyrics, but it's a good song, so I'll allow it. (laughs) It is really good, actually. It's the kind of song only Jess Glynn could do. She has carved out this niche where she takes those little placards you get from... Uh, homeware stores that say like live, laugh, love and all that shit and she will turn that into a pop song and it will be number one in the UK. (laughs) I'll be there. Don't be so hard on yourself. Oh Oh my God, this is going to be the worst thing I've ever said, trust me, but they wish you do. There's no place I'd rather be. Go on. No, I I don't want to say it Hold my hand. No, say it. (laughs) This is very... (laughs) They should do a remix of the yodeling all my kid. <gasps> Couldn't agree more. Oh, yeah. Her Couldn't lyric on this more. is wild. It's like the um, apples and bananas <laughs> vine. <laughs> it's like, I am. Can I um, just mention that a song that I tipped to be a huge hit in the UK a few weeks ago, Answer Phone by Ella Eyre and Banks and Ranks, is number eight in the UK right now. Just putting it out there. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna How many okay. shoes have you avoided Thank eating? <laughs> I haven't been committing much lately. What were my latest predictions? It was just Liam Payne, wasn't yeah, it? Liam yeah, Liam Payne. I remember. Uh, should we do a quick chart watch on that one? When 101. One, when One Direction first broke up, I was like, <laughs> bookmark me, Liam Payne left the best solo album. <laughs> and hey, it still isn't here yet, so it could be true. Also, and I'm going really off track now, but who the fuck is HRVY? Some Harvey, twink that rocked little... up in Australia last week doing some Spanglish song. It's like this teenager, I think from the US, who's been like No, he's building. UK. Oh, really? Because yeah. he's been like building an audience. Just rocks up on all the radio shows in Australia last Feels week. Feels like he's from that MagCon style world. 
a oh, little bit. Fucking alright. I don't think like from that, but like that fan base. Okay, that makes sense. Past midnight, oh, I love this. Song. The city. I'm shocked to have you bringing a Bastille song to the I podcast. Fucking I love actually Bastille. really love Bastille too. It takes me back to year I 11, been. but I love it. I loved their first album and that re-release. Uh, since then, I haven't liked a single thing. Their best work was on the mini album they did. I think it was about eight the tracks long. The Manica, yeah, we and know. it had a Manicay on it. It was called Versus Other People's Heartbreak Part 3. It had a Manicay. It had Haim on a song. And oh, I do remember that, actually. Rag and Bone Man. Oh, we love the Rag and Bone Man. <laughs> we keep on running, running through a red light Like we're trying to burn the night away is very they did one session with rudimental learn about drum and bass but it still sounds like it could have come from that first era and yeah so i feel like there's been no progression at all this feels poppier than the first stuff the first stuff had that like early imagine dragons-y rasp to it and that mm. slightly rocky thing going on especially yeah. like pomp yeah it did what was the Pompeii one I liked? Did. I'm looking at their discography to find the one I liked. Was it Things We Lost in the Fire? Nope. <laughs> it's like Ghost or Haunt or something. Laura Palmer? What? That was like this. this. this is your heart. No. Actually, it sounds exactly like this new song, so well done, Bastille. They all sound the same, <laughs> I'm telling you. Great progression there. Oh, we, no, not this. I'm stumped. It's our new group. No, I'm out. Labyrinth, Sia and Diplo, LSD. This song just it's sounds great. like a very early demo from Sia, but we'll give it a go. Well, look, it's relatable to us because they had a whole session where they couldn't get sound out of the desk. <laughs> Is that actually <laughs> how this And that's happened? how this song was <laughs> oh, created. Oh, I love it now. It's right? great. That's why she's singing We Got Audio. This is from when someone finally fixed it and they could get sound out of the desk. Oh, my God. Relatable. <laughs> relatable to that... Ten or so episodes where we couldn't get any of Grace's mic into Nathan's ears. It took hours one night. I'm so glad to have Labyrinth back as well. Oh, yeah. No, completely. I just... I don't... I don't know. I don't think this needed to be a super group. I think they work really well together. Yeah, I suppose. I've always wanted Labyrinth and Sia... No, actually, that's a lie. I've never actually thought I really want Labyrinth and Sia to do something together, but... It would it would be great, and it's happened, and it's good. I like that. I like hearing a drop. I like hearing Labyrinth's little ad libs in the background. It takes yes. me back to Earthquake, which is still one of oh the greatest God, pop songs what ever song. recorded. Oh. Who was it? I re-listened to it the other day. I was like, oh, this is still so good. Could be released today, and yeah. I would love it. Yeah. What song? What did Labyrinth pre- perform on that our friend Jack Pangeli was in the choir of? He did Earthquake. Yeah, no, I know, and but Jack what Kennedy show was, was it? X Factor. Ah. Uh, Shouts um, to our friend Jack. Works at Gay Times in the UK. He sure does. Yeah, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Grace, do you want to do it this Oh, my week? God, can I please? Yeah. you got to do a really good build-up, though. we got to rate you afterwards. Oh, oh, no, this... All right. This is oh, you're the, floor. You're the, the floor. biggest thing that has ever happened to the history of the Project You podcast and the world. Are you ready for it? What's up with what? Not enough of the Gretel Colleen build, but... I'm sorry. It's it time okay. to go. It's solid. What? Bisexuality. <laughs> Bisexual icon. <laughs> so, what's been embroiled in drama this week? It's all Cardi B's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. He's Rita Ora's girls. Her name is Laura. We learned a lot of how to do it like we do it like we want to. We just know. We just know. 
We've been joined by our friend Crystal, who's going to deposit some documents into the studio. Hi, Crystal. Grace says hi, Crystal. Hello. So what happened? Can you, I want you to explain because you feel a bit impartial to this one, Nathan. So me and Grace have been pretty passionate advocates the last week, and you've basically done your usual and gone work it out for yourselves, kids. <laughs> well, <laughs> new information has uh, appeared. And so this song is autobiographical, so what's the problem? Yeah, there's now no problem. But there was issues because Hayley Kiyoko decided that it was backward. She's offended by that line there, red wine. I remember <laughs> it just fits there because it rhymes and sounds good. Like, yeah. Harm it, hun. I remember the first time Grace, I heard it. do you feel deeply offended? As someone do you think who that does you only love your girlfriend when you yes. have red wine? I'm constantly you drunk. You've four talkovers now. I know, because I can't. Whatever. Okay, get a word out, Matt. Um, are you guys talking over a bisexual woman during this song? <laughs> Sorry, we <laughs> yes, should be. Ah. It's not our play. <laughs> no, I, I've had a lot of different feelings. I don't hate the song. I quite like the song, and I think that sometimes you do need a glass of wine, especially if you're a young girl that's questioning about that sort of thing. Oh, stop. I also need a glass of wine to patch me boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it's that serious. I think it's just there because it sounds good, honestly. Oh, yeah, exactly. But the part I did take issue with initially was just all the uh, like all the answers that were like, why would you think I'm bisexual from this? Like, that's just narrow-minded. I, you know, and yeah, it was, it was kind of the arguments around it that I didn't like and the way they handled it in the media afterwards. Um, it was a really, really bad look. It was. And I um, really just think, had they done, like, a week of media training on that sort of thing, they would have been fine. Yeah. If Rita had ha- a coherent sentence, she could oh have Oh, my God, that sentence. Well. I, can't, I need to find it. I'm trying to find the sentence. It's the worst sentence of all time. <laughs> it was wild. But she's now put out a statement that's, like... It's good. She's had relationships with men and women. Um, so... And this is from real experience. I would assume her name is Lara. Yeah, and she's not trying to... And she, she said she's not trying to give out the full queer experience. She's trying to give her experience. Yeah, and there's nothing totally wrong with that. Valid. And there is an issue when you're trying to make every piece of, like, gay art assimilate to every gay experience because that, that's an issue in itself. While Cardi B is banging on, um, we should note that the, the, the scissor reference is just a bit... Like, I've just Googled how do lesbians root. The only good part of her verse is, I just want to kiss a girl from Great Britain. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I don't I don't love the idea. I don't love Cardi B on it. I'll, I'll, be, I'll oh. be honest. So now let's get to the song itself. Yes. Yeah. Rita, great. Charlie sounds so good. They're such a good combination. BB has the best verse. Fuck you. <laughs> BB sounds like a wailing goat. This no! is the worst she's ever sounded. This is the worst feature on a song. I'm not here for the feature. yodeling. Yeah, this, this is, could be another contender for your yodeling Walmart kid meme. Yeah. The worst feature on a song since they put Britney Spears with a cold on the SM remix. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard anything this bad since that. She's Get so awful. Out. I'm at a point now where I just skip the song when she starts. <laughs> because Cardi's verse is awful. Can mm. I put it out there? I think this song is not even that good. I it's re- very average. I really, really like it. I like the production. Um, but in my head, when I try and think about what the melody of the chorus is, I can't think of it and boys just pops into my head. Yeah. 
Exactly. Boys was I don't know. such a good song. Boys is a great song, guys. She should have just done, I was busy thinking about girls. I think someone else should have been in BB's spot and someone else should have been in Cardi's spot. And those two people should have been queer. Well, there was <laughs> a straight male that was originally going to do the rap part. Ew, who? Um, I can't remember who it was. So glad they got rid of that idea. There have been about 12 people on this song oh, over I the know. last few months. And it's just been a it's been a mess. And I, that was my main criticism was this feels like it may have lost some of the heart that it was initially intended with when especially Rita and Watt wrote it. Because that Cardi, the Cardi B bit is the most especially uh, stands out as here for like charts or whatever. Yes, exactly. Also sounds the most um, half-assed. I think most of the credits on this song are her writers and the verse is awful. Yeah, mm. exactly. <laughs> anyway, um... We could do a whole podcast on this song. We totally could. I think everybody needs a TV that big. <laughs> Give up in the morning. Oh, this song is amazing. Who Give the hell is Laurel? Laurel. She's from the UK, is all I know. Can you be this is a song called Love Sick. Came out on Friday, just randomly saw it pop up. Because Roz was like, oh, I love that new song from Laurel. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck is Laurel? Hey guys, breaking news. Ill star Kenny Edwards has been stood down because he was caught driving with a disqualified license. Who? Exactly. Okay, wait for the chorus. Here we go. Too many guitars, too many live drums? Yeah. I don't know about all that. Now, this is the best song Kiara's ever done. This is messy. Been sleeping over for the past couple of weeks. Have you heard this yet, Nathan? I haven't. This could have been a Selena song. Before it is let's stop before it is This is so good. I think it might be one of my favourite songs of the year. Just like so instantly likable. It's good. I always jump in way too fast. Grace God, hit the floor. What do you think, babe? I just realised I have to reschedule my royal wedding party this weekend, so I'm sorry. I'm just doing that. <laughs> oh, no. I, keep oh, I don't have a house in Sydney. It's all very dramatic. I keep getting push notifications to my watch that interrupt me out of nowhere saying, let Grace Guard know if you can make it to her <laughs> royal wedding soiree. <laughs> it would have been so good. I'm still going to have a glass of red and, I mean, a bottle of red and watch it, but... <laughs> I want more passion around this song, please. I think it's very, very good. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's fantastic, and I've never loved anything more than I love this song. <laughs> um, it was produced by someone called Noah Conrad. Good for him. It's all in What's my head, I can feel it. I'm imagining this, can I wake up? So this is Lost Kings, who did a song with the worst member of Five Sauce. Oh, not Five Sauce, Fifth Harmony. <laughs> the other five one. <laughs> Um, a little while ago that was terrible but this song's really good when we were young
Takes a while. I could see it in a Schweppes ad. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I love a song like this roughly every three to four weeks. <laughs> no more frequent. It's, um, it's, yeah. Two different songs. This part I think is really good, and it's like playing in the background of a TV show. It's really, being real dramatic. Someone's driving in their car after they've just had a breakup or an yeah. argument or something. It, and then, there's like a trickle of rain down. Yeah, and I then, get you. And then there's, then there's the chain smokers, and I don't really know if they go together. <laughs> <laughs> amazing words, guys. <laughs> Just amazing coverage. I was busy good. thinking good. about boys. Oh, we're here. Boys. Already? Boys. Nathan, we've got a lot of boys to get through this week. Who are we kicking off with? Boys. Boys. Just give me a we're starting with Sean Mendes. <laughs> One of my favourite boys. With Khalid, you. I'm stuck on this couch, scrolling through my notes. I just remember if we did this last episode or not. I think we might have. I think I just talked about being excited for the song. Oh, man. Because we played Lost in Japan, finally. That's right, yeah, yeah, we were waiting for this. Um, no, I haven't talked about this yet. I think this is nice, but didn't we get told it was a bop? It was a day after Bloom. Um, I don't think so. But I think this is really, oh. really, really, really good. No, I won't let it change. Message is lovely. Never Produced by Joel Little. Yeah. What is the message of the song for those who are time poor? You can't take my youth away. Soul of mine will never break. As long as I wake up today, you can't take my youth away. You can't take my youth away. It's just like uh, there's always negativity, and every day we wake up and there's drama on our timelines. There's been a mass murder in this country uh, but instead of that feeling hate and uh, anti-Muslim <laughs> sentiment I will instead wake up and continue to be a lovely Canadian boy named Sean Mendes <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying this that's okay. beautiful that's my interpretation of it um, and I really like it and some of the production is really weird. Like, there's this bit where they're like, can't take my youth. <laughs> my youth is yours. It's really weird. And I'm like, oh, there's the Joel little bit. Yeah, here's a bop. This is good. This part's good. It's not that immediate, enduring smash hit that his songs like Stitches and There's Nothing Holding Me Back have been or will be. Uh, but I really like it, and it's such a nice progression, and I love Shawn Mendes. They're masterclasses, those two songs, though. I mean, I don't think you'll ever have another Stitches or There's Nothing Holding Me Back in terms of just the... Just, oh, I think you will. I think you'll have a very long and prosperous career. Okay, who's this? This is Maximilian. So, I hate the name Maximilian. Go ahead. Well, I mean, can, can we just clarify that's because she had an awful bloke named Maximilian. Um, if you search Maximilian on Instagram and you see a vlog, <laughs> it's him. He was a candle maker slash close-up magician slash sci-fi porn writer. <laughs> <laughs> I did love when I found the candle in your room. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> 
So Maximilian's a Danish Danish kid um, who's spent a bit of time in the US recently working with a whole bunch of guys under the Copenhagen Records thingy. Um, worked with Carly Hansen a couple of weeks ago. Wild. Because Nick and I had been following him for a long time, waiting for a song to be good. And then it was, and I was like, oh, I didn't know Nick also knew this random Danish yeah. dude. And so then we brought him to the podcast at some stage, and then he ended up, like... Being managed by a podcast listener. Wild. Crazy. Crazy. We love bringing people together. I was, I was one of... Two watches of his Instagram live a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I tried got to, a shout out. I tried to join it. <laughs> Couldn't get in. My favourite thing is requesting to join people's Instagram live. I swear he had played this song at some stage on like an Instagram live or something because I heard it and I was like, I've heard this before. <laughs> it's so good. There's some amazing stuff coming as well. Really, really moving oh, stuff. He's great. He could He's, be a big deal. You're going to hear a lot more of him uh, from us. Yeah. I think we'll like every song. Um, podcaster Helena is a big fan of him as well. Big fan of, of Maximilian. Actually introduced me to him. So there you go. Whoa, really? Yeah. Always full of surprises, Helena. So true. Couldn't be more true. Here Sorry. we go. This I is love the song from Hopium. Now, I need to be reminded who is Hopium. Hopium was a duo uh, by one guy who used to be in Evermore. And another guy. And now it's not the Evermore guy. It's just the other guy. And he's actually fronting it as a solo project with a face and everything. It used to be a secret kind of thing. Because I remember liking songs by Hopium. Yeah. And now I can't find them or remember what they were or anything about them. Their first record was called Dreamers, which was incredible. Featured the girl from Snackadactyl. Um, Snackadactyl. Snack- what a snack- name. Snackadactyl. Um, it's taking me back time. And Dreamers actually got sampled in See You Again by Charlie. See, anytime anyone says see you again, I automatically assume the Miley Cyrus song. I never go Charlie Puth. The other Hopium guy is named Josh, who's now the face of the project. Lovely song. Lovely guy. Great song. Really great song. Good to see this kind of pop coming out of Australia. Really rich. Pop. There's some great production on this. It sounds kind of like a Charlie XCX song, especially because of this bit. Oh! I love a big filter fade, like how it filters out all the high frequencies and then just goes vocal. Oh, heaven. Right, this is Dreamers that I just need to be reminded about. Song. All right, final boy until we get to Eurovision. Oh, I'm so glad I slipped this boy in. He is on some serious dancehall shit. Changing the production up, which I'm really excited about. It's Yayam. New song from him called Boys That Dance. Man's Yellow black terms like a beast sting. Sad boy taps in a nose ring. He running them lines like you acting. That white on that white, he distracting. He love to say, I don't wanna play none now. You know that I'm on one now. Hey, so speedy. Pull up, pull up when you need me. You we need to speed through those lines. Yeah, we cannot name this kind like of like it's nobody's business. It's like he's tiptoeing. 
Killing the vibe, it's so vicious Running they mouth and they business Give it away on ambitious The way you be looking delicious That's what we call a bop. A bleep loop bop. Man's on a bad ting. Wouldn't I be love- saying ting when you're white, but you know. I love that he blends together so well US and UK styles because totally. he's from both countries. <laughs> yes. He's Welsh. The one with the weird, weird language. I know what <laughs> Wales is. Seriously, what? Uh, I'm going to sound ridiculous, but that, but that language is wild. It is wild. Google Welsh words. They just have nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> so good. So where do you start? Anyway, let's get into something. Shout out to all our Welsh listeners. Thanks, Yian, and thanks, guys, for joining us on Nathan's Boys. Wary reviews. None of them have any vowels. Songs by cute people. It's funny that um, Yayan has four vowels in his name, then. It's too of, many of on the five. <laughs> oh, Corky is Welsh. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Let's talk Eurovision. I don't have particularly strong opinions on who should have won. I just think, guys, for the good of Eurovision as a... Th- Fun thing that we enjoy. Could you not have given it to Israel, please? <laughs> Especially because Israel isn't in Europe, is it? Yeah. Like, if you're gonna fucking come for us, you better extend that to Israel. I know. They I just, just want to. <laughs> Let's cut that. <laughs> <laughs> the winner was Netta with this amazing song called Toy. I wouldn't say amazing. I think it's great. I would record. say ridiculous, absurd. <laughs> yeah, maybe amazing. <laughs> Stupid boy. My issues are uh, the cultural appropriation. Absolutely no need for her to be wearing a kimono and the hair and the makeup. And a hundred um, waving cats behind her. Ridiculous. Golden cats. Gross. Um, I watched the video for this last night and she has so many looks. None of them appropriating other cultures that she could have <laughs> Oh, won. she does have a bindi on. I'm watching it now. She's got a very Alma vibe to her. Um, oh, yeah, I see an Alma. I find that disturbing. Yeah. And then I'm just... I'm already exhausted by the discourse around next year's event. How long do you think it'll take for the things to be like, fine, Sweden can just host it then? Because <laughs> that's always the default. Yeah. Well, I thought that was the whole thing with like Australia's deal was that we have to still host it in Europe. I don't understand how Israel's allowed to host it when they're not actually in Europe, are they're they? They're close enough. Everyone oh. went on the Eurovision tour to, to Israel. Oh, this okay. Year. So is that, the, is that the vibe that if you're close, it's just because we're so fucking far away from we're Europe? We're just so I far think so. from everything. <laughs> I think Israel is close enough that they're like, yeah, you can host it. Okay, um, that's fair. But it's just going to be such a drama. There's going to be boycotts. There's going to be protests. Ugh. Like, if you thought that Russia not being allowed in this year was protesting enough... Russia wait, was in. They... they just didn't qualify. Oh, did they? <laughs> the fuck? They had this woman <laughs> in a wheelchair, and they had her mounted on a small mountain. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, we're not laughing at wheelchairs. We're laughing at being mounted on a mountain. It was it was really bad, honestly. I'm not your toy. Not your toy. Um, so let's talk about the things that we like. <laughs> 
So we've talked about this song on the podcast before, Dance You Off by Benjamin Ingrosso. Co-written by Australia's Louis Schulz, so technically this would have been a win for us. I love this song. I love the staging. It feels like he was one of the only ones who came prepared with great staging this year. Such good staging. I say that as someone who did not watch the full event. (laughs) This is such a bop. I've just started picking up some of the choreography because I've watched it so many times in the last couple of months. It was more choreographed than I'd expected. I love the head nods that he does. (laughs) He was very smiley the whole time as well. He's so good, I love him. Um... Have loved him since last year. Full credit to Jordan Miscopoulos, Zanro, Elfresh the Lion, Millie Milgate, and Richard Wilkins, our Australian jury, who gave Sweden our 12 points. I think, we were the, I think we were the only country that did give Sweden 12 points. And I like to think that reflects well on the country. I love the relationship we have at Eurovision, Sweden and Australia. Yeah, totally. Um, did you this, see the oh Australian God, jury's so votes, cute. by the way? No, I just have not. I haven't even watched the full telecast. Like, I have not had time to be Eurovision involved this year. We had a Eurovision party on Sunday night that went till 2.30am, so that was a good idea. Especially with work on Monday morning and all that. Oh, yeah. Why was I not there? I know, I don't know why we didn't invite you. We should have invited you. I really wanted to be at one too. You should have come then! <laughs> you sort of offhandedly invited me, but I live in Nara. So. Sort of accidentally invited you. <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing. Nothing, guys. Um, another thing that did shockingly well was... Nicholas Joseph from Czech Republic <laughs> and his song Lie to Me. Such a good song. The staging is bizarre. He can hardly keep up with the rap like he is struggling. He's wearing a backpack for some reason at some stage. He's doing meme dances. <laughs> I don't understand. But he has light-coloured hair, glasses, is wearing a bow tie. Three of the main things <laughs> for me. And he was hot. All the check marks have been... Very in many Cape tongue. But I think this song's just like genuinely good, even though the lyrics are a huge mess. Uh, he wrote it himself, so that's fine. Nice. Oh no, he does completely, the backpack dance. Completely written and produced by himself. Um, good on him. Now, there's another one that you like, and I'm going to dare say 90% of the reason you like is because he's cute and a bit twinky. Every year I get sad about the the boys who are from the uh, Soviet-influenced nations. Uh, oh, we've been political today. Because they live in such harsh countries for the LGBTs. So where's uh, Melovin from? Anyway, so Melovin is from Ukraine and his song Under the Ladder I thought was great and I loved it. Does he have a fake eye? So, he looks like young Dracula. He always has a contact in one of his eyes to just look evil. Um, every, I've never heard a better description of your type than young Dracula. Every time he puts... <laughs> I was talking about this last night on Twitter. I was like, hang on. I was like watching this thinking, he'd be a good young Dracula if that was a thing that existed. And then I remember it did exist when I was a kid and I probably did have a crush on young Vlad. <laughs> So, every time Melovin puts out a song, he changes his hair. For this song, we're jet black. Last song he put out, it was dyed red. Song before that, 
it was half blonde, half black. And when he was on X Factor, it was all blonde. Nice. <laughs> and he looks great every time. Um, the staging of the song is ridiculous. He comes out of, like, a coffin and it, like, lifts him up. And then he, at the end, he plays piano surrounded by fire. Oh, yeah, that was a cool part. Um, and I love him. And I've gone back and found his other songs, which I also love. But the problem is, is that he just does not speak English. It's all in Russian. Um, but the songs are in English, and he really struggles to pronounce things. His uh, real name is Konstantin Mikolokolov uh, Bakarov. Um, That's still quite a powerful name. I watched his X Factor performances. He sings Hello by Adele. <laughs> and when I tell you, he butchers the words. <laughs> butchers is, like, not enough. Like, it's wild. But he still sounds great, and I love him. Love you, Malovin. He's, uh... You Malovin, Malovin. Love him. He's only a year younger than me. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's where you've, you've gotten to with looking at things. Um, he was on his birthday about a month ago as well. Happy yeah. birthday. Happy birthday, Malovin. He's 21 years old, and I really love him, and I'm, you know, going to follow his career. So next time he puts out a song, you better believe it's going to be in the boys' segment. Shouts out to Christian Kostov as well. We hope for more music from him soon. Um, Beautiful artwork. Is there anything else to talk about? I think Eurovision? I think there might be none, no things. Oh, what Jess. are you going to talk about? Oh, Jess, we yeah, mate. We talk about Jess. Yeah, we talk about Jess. Um, where's the song? Uh, um, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Jess. So Ukraine came 17th. <laughs> Where'd Australia come, by the way? Like 20th or something? No, we well, 20th. We really didn't do that well. Mm. I, I have a theory about why the televote went so spectacularly wrong for Jess Malboy. And it all comes down to the staging. Where was the budget? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Like, I know Guy Sebastian only got street lights, but at least he had dancers. Dami's mm. will never top that ever, I don't think. And that was such a good year for projection. Like, that was the hero's year, I think. Yeah. Or no, it wasn't. Well, because no, Portugal... Sorry. Um, Portugal didn't have all the um, the same kind of... What's that word? Amenities to do it. So they couldn't do... That said, there were so many that... Uh, and I thought that when she mentioned that they didn't have the LED screen, but the amount of cool staging shit that every other country managed exactly. to do... No, Benjamin right. brought yeah. his own ridiculous light wall. Yeah. <laughs> Which was never going to come into the Australian budget. When, no. it, when the SBS and a certain major label I'm apparently not allowed to talk ill on anymore um, <laughs> collaborate. G'day, but um, they gave her five fluoro lights from Bunnings mounted on some poles. <laughs> and it didn't work. It didn't work. And her vocal was shaky. Um, and this is a competition where a lot of people are like theatre trained, like Old Mate from Ukraine and things like that. Like, yep. They are powerful vocalists. And I think her performance was great, but it was a little bit shaky. Her performance itself, the staging, was nothing. Yep. The song is just a generic Eurovision song. Any other year, this should have worked. But this mm. year was so competitive. And very unique performances this year. Yeah. And maybe a great song, performed well with a totally fine dance, just didn't make it this year to be that exciting. I like That said, apparently this was the only one that had a standing ovation at the end from the public, from the um, general audience. The only one that people were singing along to, of she all of them. got the audience involved, and that also doesn't translate. Yeah, that's 300 people of what, you know, needs to be tens of millions. The votes all round. The three hundred. This bit was amazing. The bri- the breakdown bridge and the way she belted that part. final. We got love. The in, in the semi, not in the grand final. 
So she did that bit perfectly in the semi-final, but she completely went with the counter melody for the grand final. And it didn't sound as strong or cool, and it was only good if you'd heard it in the semi. Right. It was yeah. only impressive if you heard it in the semi. She completely changed all the harmonies she did. She completely changed the way she sang all these ad-libs. Yeah, they did that last year as well, because <laughs> Isaiah... <laughs> went wild vocally I, in the semi. Isaiah was on Have You Been Paying Attention last night? He's so cute! We love him. Um, yeah, but this, it just, I can't believe it got like no votes. Also, Australia's um, telly votes were wild. Yeah. <laughs> Sweden got nothing. Yeah. And I'll have it on record that I voted for Sweden. Also, how did Australia get the least amount of public votes? That was really upsetting. So we've we talking about Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the ones we did. There's the jury and then there's the televote. Yeah, I know how it works. I was on the jury, mate. Remember that time I was on the jury? <laughs> yes, you're on the jury. It's on the jury and done. I do love uh, reading the comments of the Eurovision performance and all these um, people commenting and being like, 12 points from Norway. Austria is giving you 12 points. It's, it's like these so cute, cute little people just commenting. Just being <laughs> I love like, it. We love you. It's very cute. Okay. Norway loves Australia. Final segment. Album alert. Album alert. Album alert. The Puthanator has arrived. (laughs) 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 Voice notes. The official debut album by Charlie Puth. Oh, well, that's ridiculous. Wasn't wasn't it called Nine One Track Mind or something? He says that this is really his debut album. Didn't he have a full album of like fourteen songs already? You will remember my review of that album, uh, where I said on the record that (laughs) Charlie Puth's second album will be great because he'll be able to produce it himself, and it won't be all this crazy doo wop shit that the label made him do. And what happened? And that is exactly what has happened. It was called Nine Track Mind, and it was the 15th worst critic-reviewed album of all time on Metacritic. And Charlie agrees. He did this really great interview where he talks about it, and he's like, he was pressured into a lot of the songs in that style. And it was until he got to the songs like um, We Don't Talk Anymore, where you can hear his actual production style on it. Mm. Um, And what I love about this album is that it's not a particularly great album. I don't love, love it. There's a lot of boring songs on it. But I can hear... The production from back in the day when I loved him as like a SoundCloud and YouTube artist. <laughs> oh, this is this is very chop like this. Uh, I think I tweeted it in the other day to please make another chop yes. like this. And one of those songs is slow it down, which is great. Uh, the other one I was just playing was Empty Cups, which I believe has Savon Kotecha on it. Great. Or maybe this one, I don't remember. Oh, I love that. Um, I'm gonna have a look for you, mate. The problem is that the credits aren't on Spotify. <laughs> For some reason, aren't they? All stuffed up. What's They've up? only just added some. That's oh, annoying. It's all right. I'll go to Wikipedia. Seven Katetra is on empty cups. And J Cash is on every song, pretty much. Yeah, they're like the duo. Ross Golan's on a song. What well on Ross Golan? I'm Ross Golan. <laughs> Uh, those the background like uh, ad libs in the background of this song are so classic. Back when Charlie Puth was a SoundCloud artist, that I'm just like yes. Uh, but what we do need to talk about is maybe the most unintentionally funny pop song of all time. 
It's called Boy. <laughs> it's about an older woman he was in a relationship with <laughs> yes. who dumped him because he was too young. Perfect. <laughs> and this song is him just like in his feelings about it, but it's it's really funny. Now I don't know where to go after you love me this way. After you love me so good, how are you gonna tell me you don't wanna stay? You tell me I'm too young, but Oh, Charlie. I just found out something. What? Chop Like This, which I am, as a celebration of this album finally being out, I'm going to play a little bit of. So this was a song that Charlie Puth put out on SoundCloud in 2014. Um, I just found out that this was co-written by Emily Warren, as in, like, major songwriter and co-produced by Emily Warren. Yeah. Serve it hot, serve it cold, baby girl, it don't matter. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's wondering what the songs I'm talking about when I talk about when Charlie Puth was a SoundCloud artist, you can still track some of them down. One of them's called L-U-V. Yeah, one of them's great. called Enemy. Uh, one of them's called Go Round. And it was like it was like bedroom R&B, basically. And then there was go. There was another song that ended up being turned into a, a chorus on a rap song. It was that Instagram models song. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But Nick's favourite has always been Chop Like This. I've never gotten over Chop Like This from the first day I heard it. I think it was just around the time he was doing the Wiz Khalifa song. I'd just discovered him maybe a month before. And you showed me this and I was like addicted immediately. Chop, chop, chop like this. I reckon this is a good note to end the podcast on. Grace, how do you think? I don't think it is. Oh, isn't it? Oh, great. Do we have to go back to the bloody album? Uh, no. Oh, no, we, we have to oh, talk about... We always forget to play the Sam song. Sam Bluer. This song lost the Project U podcast poll at the start. Sam Bluer, this is Shift. Slow down a minute to my time. Keep your emotion behind the Beautiful artwork. Trying to dive into deep eyes, but I'm not... The reviews are in from Nikki Bonsky. Boy. This kid is my life. And so. these two people I do this podcast with know he is my life because he is all I've managed to talk about off the air for the last three years. And often all I've wanted to talk about. <laughs> Sam Bluer has been, uh, like, quietly one of my favourite pop artists for the last for two years <laughs> without putting anything out except for Love Me Right. Yeah. Um, um, there's often been pretty much every episode we've finished and then I've gone, have a listen to this, and it's a Sam Bluer demo. So Sam Blue was on, for full disclosure, my record label that I have with EMI. Um, but he's a kid I met maybe three and a half, four years ago now. Just had coffee with him and was just like, you're a fucking star. Like, he just had a vibe about him and I was just like, this is just... I, don't, I haven't even heard your music yet, but I just know you're really good. Then he sent me bops. I love this bit. Yeah, it's a good song. Those vocal stabs are so satisfying and I love them. A guy named Yuck um, did those and then Tigerilla produced up this full track. Just 
Mr. Bob, guys. And, like, I've had this song for so long, and yet it's on my playlist right now, and I'm listening to it every day, multiple times. It's still so good. That's the Sam Blower effect. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, my gay boys. I forgot to mention that that Watt's mum has huge (laughs) arms. (laughs) 